Make sure you like, subscribe, and hit that bell icon. Hello, and welcome to Let's Sip and Talk with Freema. Tonight is Hump Day Wednesday, so I hope y'all having a good work week and will continue to have a great work week. Don't forget about Saturday. Make sure you let people know we're having a big closet giveaway. Myself and a few friends will be out there giving away a lot of items that I know someone could use. And remember that saying, one person's, I don't like to say trash, but one person's something they don't want is another person's treasure. So make sure y'all share that information. 125 Chestnut Street, Orangeburg, South Carolina from 9 to 12 p.m. Share, share, share that information. Again, thank you guys for tuning in tonight. We have Chris Warren on. He is a former basketball player with the Gamecocks. Go, let's see. And also, um, he is a former pro or might be a pro now overseas. So we'll talk to him so I can get clarification on that. So let's see about Chris Warren. It's time to ball. Yes, y'all, it's time to ball. Cause see, we about to stomp y'all from the jump ball. Me worry, got it all. Your team is gonna fall. Hope you learned something from it. Cause we schooling all of y'all. Couldn't get a shame. Don't hate you even came. Bringing the pain to anybody coming through the lane. Simply playing, we gon' play it like we playing dames. And got a chance, even if we give away the game. So hope you brought your best. Go put your skills to the test. An early offseason, about to lay your team to rest. Talk is another loss, that's what it's gonna cost. Go with your instincts if you're having second thoughts. Your bump, this is where it stops, player. From the point to the center, home team got hops, player. We be the kings of this division, here to knock you out the box, player. Just wait until I get the rock.
you with. Foul play, I got four, I can't abuse you with. In your face, shaking, bacon, falling for pump faking. It's obvious you don't get the points that we keep on making. The pain is what we bring, go ahead and call it game. Don't even think you can hang with the second strain. Driving you insane, yeah, it's wrecking your brain. Getting you from downtown, you can't go need a range. All you can do is cry, sit back and wipe your eyes. This time is passing by, and the numbers multiply. And I stay in the sky, run me why even try. should try headsets meaning i have to go get them um whew. i don't know what happened seemed like i was talking a lot just now when it was playing back dog i talk that much y'all the music oh that was the music and then me coming in okay i was like oh my god do i talk that much for real 
Okay, so we'll wait to see. Hey, Michael, how are you doing? Melvin, thank you so much. How are you doing? Creighton, I got you. You just let me know. Guys, 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 what's going on while we're waiting? Let's see what he says. Anybody got any good news? What's going on today? Any good deeds? Can't wait to Saturday, y'all. I'm so excited about Saturday just to... I just hope people come out and get these items, you know? I hope I don't try to look at people's tables and get nothing. <laughs> I know I'm bad at it. I'm kind of semi-hoarder, y'all. I'm semi-hoarder. I see something. I might can use it next year. Let me go ahead and get it. But we got some people coming out. Um, I'm so thankful for them, you know, uh, that have some items they want to give away. And it's not just clothes. You know, it's not just clothes. Might find handbags, shoes, um, all kind of items. So make sure y'all spread the word on that. I do apologize for the technical difficulties that we are having this evening. But as we all know, um, things happen. We can't allow it to steal our joy. <laughs> can only try to change it y'all talk to me while we're waiting they cook yeah i ain't asked that question in a long time did anybody cook dinner tonight um i didn't that's why i'm not rushing i normally be rushing we had leftover spaghetti shoot i want to say um melvin said can we see your outfit well i mean i'm not I'm not kind of dressed really, Melvin. I just have on a, like a now you're gonna make me mess up the camera thing, Majiggy. I just have on a, a little thing with some um boots to go, some flat if you can see them. Some flat boots. I don't know if you can see it. I tried, Melvin. I'm gonna take you up and tell you, um, tell you. I'm gonna do what you said one day about sitting tall. Okay, we're back. Can you hear me better now? Yes. Great. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. I pressed so many buttons, I guess. I'm not the most uh, technology guy, so obviously. That's okay. That's okay. So, um, Chris, you said, I was asking you, are you still currently playing um, basketball? No, 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 no. I wish. I mean, that was my uh, passion in life. That's, you know, Ooh. since I was six years old, I once I picked it up, I I was hooked. So, uh, but you put your heart and soul into something, and uh, then then it goes away. It, it's tough, but at the same time, you have a great appreciation of what you know how how hard you worked, all the grinding that you did, and especially watching that video. You know, I haven't seen it in a couple of uh, years, really. So, oh, wow. so yeah, I mean, yeah, but uh, I mean the the love that Alan sh showed me. He told me you want to bring me on. I was like, I, you know, no, no problem. Right, right. Um, so so tell us a little about yourself, you know, whatever you you care to share with us, you know, just tell us a little about yourself. Um, well, uh, you know, uh, like I said, um, I went to the University of South Carolina, uh, start, started playing basketball. When I was really, really, really young. Uh, loved it. Have a, you had a passion for it and just followed it. And, you know, since I was younger. Uh, that's, you know, a lot of people, you know, have goals and dreams mm -hmm. and stuff. And um, that was uh, my number one, my number two, my number three dream. And I believe that's, you know, how you have to go after your goals. Um, right. 
it, it does work. It's not going to be easy, but it does work. But, um, uh, yeah, I guess, um, I guess about my basketball, um, yeah, I went to, you know, ju junior college first and went to South Carolina, uh, went to, uh, you know, wanted to play professionally. Obviously, uh, I, I went out with, in the same draft as Le LeBron and Carmelo and, Mm -hmm. uh, those uh, those guys who are still playing and who are you know all time great NBA players it was, and you know, I, it was a no brainer that they were going to pick me <laughs> to to go NBA so I had to choose a different route. Right. Uh, um, I went went to play overseas and uh, started in Mexico, worked my way up the ranks to um, Euro League, which is you know the second best league to the NBA. Oh wow! Uh, okay. Did that for you know I played there for for a while and you know played in Europe for about ten years and finished up back in 2017 uh, and ever since then uh, you know I've been you know I took probably like six seven months off uh, because you know the transition when you go through the cost a little bit a little bit um, different but uh, but um, now now that I try to find ways to give back. You know, also, uh, you know, find out my second, you know, passion in life and uh, which is, you know, trying to, you know, be an entrepreneurship and uh, try okay. to position. Uh, so, um, you know, I see a lot of people struggling and struggling. And like I said before, if you just focus on one goal and try to keep up with the jump, which I think a problem in our community is, um you can you can you can make a nice life for yourself, and people, right. you know they see all the NBA players and the uh, rappers, and they they want to floss out and stuff. I'm like, you know, you don't really have to be like that. <laughs> right, that's true. I do have one question though, um, Chris, and and with any question I ask, you do not have to answer. You know, if you don't feel comfortable. But were you okay? I know you said that was like your passion. You know playing basketball were you okay with playing pro euro basketball were you okay with that because I, I heard you mention that it was the second best to the nba was your goal the nba and that's that or were you okay with euro basketball uh i obviously nba is the number one goal but uh you kind of you know you have to reset your goals sometimes and in college you know that's when I had to reset my goals. I'm like, okay, highly unlikely that I'm probably going to go to the NBA this next year. I have to reset my goals to see what else there is, what else is there out there. And mm -hmm. I, I knew uh, my teammates the previous year at South Carolina that they were playing overseas and they were trying to themselves over there and they were, uh, you know, making decent money too. So right, right. when I got introduced to that, I was like, yeah, this uh, this is what I, well. This is what I want to do. I want. I want to do this, and I'm. Gonna, I'm gonna make it work. I don't know how, but I'm gonna make it work. So, did they like? Did you reach out to them? Like, is that something you had to, um, you know, get the ball rolling on, or just from your friends, you kind of had the connections that you needed? Um, it's a little bit of both, but for me personally, I had to. Um, I had to grind it out. I had to send out tapes. Oh. Um, uh, I had asked friends about if their agent, I had a friend who was in Lithuania. I was like, uh, can I reach out to your agent? Can I call them? 
and um, called agents from Eurobasket, got their information, you know, try to get my name out there, show them what I did, show them my tape, show them what school I played for. And um, um, this is, you know, it wasn't working at first. It wasn't working. And, you know, it's, it, as in anything you want in life, you, if you don't get it right away, you get discouraged. But, you know, I, you know, that's why I, I always say push for your goals because you, know, you don't know what's going to happen. Right. Then I know the guy at the gym, he's talking about playing, putting players overseas. Do you want, do you want, do you know, me and my brother, he's like, do y'all want to go? Mm-hmm. Let's go. And I met up with him. He, he uh, liked my game. He thought I could, you know, play easily. He's like, yeah, you can play easily overseas. And I, I've heard that before. Uh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And, but then I would say less than a week, I was in Mexico playing in my playing in my uh, first game. Oh, and wow. Kind of took off from there. So it happens that fast. Yeah. I mean, you, you have to, you have to meet the right people who, who are actually out there to help you because what I've learned is, you know, people, you always have to find people who's, who are in your corner and who mm-hmm. Actually, you know, have the best interest at heart. Even in entrepreneurship, I'm, I'm finding that out because the people are out to for their best interest first. And I'm reading a lot of Zig Ziglar these days and listening to him. You know, you you, you give uh, people what they want, then you get what you want. And I believe in that uh, wholeheartedly. That you 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 give first, and then you'll receive it. Absolutely. Have you in your path in your journey? Have you run across individuals that? Unfortunately, you had to kind of like let go, you know, like they were there for the wrong reasons. Did you find yourself um, engaging with a lot of those individuals because of who you were, you know, playing pro overseas and all this, especially, you know, people that you knew before, if you get what I'm trying to ask? Yeah, I, I understand what you're trying to ask and not really. Uh, I've, I've had some people of those people in my life. Mm-hmm. You just have to remove them. Because again, they have to, they have to show that you have they have your best interest at heart. And right. some people uh, they try to pretend like they do, but obviously they really don't. And you know you work through that and you learn that uh, you don't know at first. You actually think agents are trying to help you, girl girlfriends are trying to help you, or whatever. It's, it's absolutely. It's you know you find out during the way you actually find out who's in the trenches with you, and that's really who you want around you because at the end of the day uh if you know you're gonna have their you know if you as a good if you as a person know that you're gonna have their back they're gonna have your back as well you right. kind of like family absolutely absolutely sometimes um as they say blood is thicker than water but i don't know if that saying is 100 percent accurate because sometimes you meet people that's not actually family that cares for you sometimes a little more you know so you definitely run across some good and some bad, and it's and it's and it's good to know that we can definitely um, figure it out. Sometimes it takes a little longer. Sometimes it's too late, but rather late than never, right? Always rather late than never, because you know you can't come back from uh, never. You can, you can make a mistake and fit, make fix it, but you can't come back from uh, late than never. You know exactly. What um what information or what would you tell someone that because I know you said you know you you're not playing right now but you played a long time ten years plus that's a, that's a very long time 
to me, I don't know if that's a long time to you, but to me, that's a long time. But like, what would you tell someone who's in college? Like, for an example, my son, you know, he want to go to college. He want to play in the NBA or play ball, period. But what would you tell someone who feels like, OK, that last year in college, I don't know if I'm going to be drafted or I don't know if, you know, they want me as bad as I want this. Like what what would you tell someone like that? I would tell somebody like that to, uh, you know, get there. I mean, it's different nowadays because there is social media out there. So I see a lot of players putting their films and uh, tapes together and um, trying to, you know, show, showcasing their their mm-hmm. highlights, for example. Uh, but I would, my advice to them is uh, try to find uh, and somebody who's going to actually take the time to look at your your game, your skill, and put, point you in the right direction. People who are going to do that are, you know, pe- former players who who played overseas who can point them. Okay, so I'm glad I met you. <laughs> I, I, I definitely can point them in the right direction. Uh, you know, we, you know, we don't realize how many resources we do have out there. I still talk to some people that I have over there, you know, mm-hmm. um, my my son is actually in oh with his mom over there, okay, all the time. And I and I know and I know people that can uh you know if you know obviously they're not gonna get nobody gives you anything. You have to show them something that you absolutely. And uh then they'll, then you know then somebody like myself or somebody else could put them in position to uh to a win and to get a job and get their name you know but. <laughs> much you know you can do you know i can't shoot the basket for them I, you know, right absolutely make sure that your game's right make sure that you're on your grind make sure uh you're on your uh best behavior over there because i know a lot of uh american players go over there and think it's the states it's not mm-hmm. that old show the cosby show or di- you know different world it's a different world over there yeah there's you know you have to you have to don't forget the reason why you're over there. You're not there. You know, uh, you know, girls and money or whatever over there to play basketball and establish, you know, a career. Uh, so, so maybe one day you can't get to the NBA because I know a lot of players that, you know, went over there and then went over to Europe for a few years and then the NBA looked at them. And I actually had a, a couple of looks from the NBA from that. Okay. Wow. So um, uh, Mo Four said, who were your top three schools out of high school? Why did you go to? Is that JUCO? Yeah. Junior college. Yeah. Oh, junior college. I'm like, JUCO? I don't know. Uh, Again, I mean, this is mistakes we all make. Uh, uh, I I live out in Dallas and I believe there was there was not many schools on my radar uh, when I was com- coming out of high school. I'm you know six five and weighed you know buck seventy or whatever. But the one school that was interested in me was SMU uh, Southern Methodist University. So really, that's like the Stanford uh, down here in Texas. It's like the Vanderbilt of uh, the SEC. It's really really really. But my grades were not not good enough. And that's one thing I would, you know, 
challenge. Even my son right now, I always tell him, you know, school first and then mm-hmm. and you can think about playing, playing next because you miss out on so many opportunities if you don't take care of your business first because mm-hmm. I, I, I probably could have played four years at SMU and who knows what happened. But you, you give yourself more, much more opportunities if you take care of business first and then, you know, let the cards, you know. I'm, I'm grateful for my JUCO uh, experience because it kind of prepared me for uh, the overseas. JUCO is definitely rough. JUCO in South Carolina are like A and overseas. It's just two different animals. It's just They take care of you in different ways, so – um yeah i mean but yeah smu was one of the schools I, that i've um that I, that was recruited me out of high school and that's the reason why i couldn't go because I, I i didn't have the grades to go um he said going from juco to d1 is rare in basketball much respect i appreciate that yeah it is it's hard but you know those, the juco guys are actually kind of tailor-made for overseas and I just say the grind of basketball and professional basketball. So I would always, you know, I always tell kids around here that get discouraged if they don't get that D1 look like don't. Okay. What is D1? I feel like I'm, I'm, I don't know. <laughs> Division, one, Division one, like, you know, <laughs> Kentucky, Vanderbilt, you know, the big, the big schools, Duke. Okay. Okay. I'm like, okay. I think I'm lost here. Mode four, Josh, you had me lost just now. I'm like, Juco D1. I think I'm missing something here. Okay. Okay. I'm following y'all. He said, what was the biggest barrier you had to overcome playing overseas? Um, well, over here in the States, especially the professional ranks, it's a lot more open. Freedom, freedom of space and freedom of the game is so much more. Uh, it's harder to play in Europe, in Europe. There's some countries uh, in South America, and I've heard I've never played in Asia and um, and uh, Japan, or, or those those type of countries. Korea, uh, well, there where, where it's more uh, spread out and NBA friendly. Uh, uh, Euroleague is not like that. It's like college on steroids. They're, they're really really detailed. They're really your IQ has to be really really high to play. Uh, not just give me the ball. I'm going to shoot the ball 25, 30 times a game, and I'm going to score. There's no James Harden basketball over there. Mm-hmm. Dribbling the ball, no, no. It's a lot more team concept um, and detailed and in defense. And if you can't really do, uh, if you don't have IQ and you don't have um, uh, good uh, defensive skills uh, and you and be able to shoot the ball, it's going to be tough to play. It's not impossible, but it's going to be tough. Wow. Well, kudos to everybody that was able to <laughs> play overseas, play period, because it seemed like a lot. And just from, you know, the, the little bit of experience I have from work, keeping your grades up, from, you know, practice, from dealing with the coaches yelling, it just seemed like y'all go through a lot. So, you know, kudos to all of you guys that were able to get through it. Um, what? How do you feel about, because one thing that's bothering the kids now, the athletes now, is like my son keeps saying, 
well, um, how am I going to get to college if, if you know, if we're not playing, if they can't see me? I said, Colleen, and you're going for academics. You're not, you're not going for the athletic side. But, of course, that's all he sees. He's a boy that plays basketball. So, like, what do you what do you think about this whole pandemic, this whole going back virtual? Because our schools is now 100 percent virtual again. You know what I mean? So it's like, what do we do with our little players that can't play like that feel like they're not going to be seen? And now is a crucial time for them. Like, what what do we do with that? Um, it, it, I mean, it's, it's a tough it's tough, but your son is in. 11th he's in 11th grade he's in 11th grade and they're not playing and uh they played two games and they stopped it well they should have a AAU team where he could he, he's, he should show his skills and show uh where you need so you need to find you need to find somewhere to play because one thing my te- dad always, always told me is if you're good they'll find you so you can't be Good play, you know, staying at home and whatever. So, right. there's there's definitely opportunities out there. I know one of my ex teammates has basketball schools, and you know he travels around with teams, and he um he he ta- he's ex- he exposes the players so they can uh, get seen. And um, there's tons of tons of uh, tournaments, and me and my brother actually have an organization. We don't have any high school kids uh, yet, but we we're, we have like a seventh grade team that we're trying to groom and grow and help mm-hmm. them open doors, uh, opportunities that you know uh, hone their skills in and uh, help their opportunity to get get a, a scholarship because you know that's essentially you know what's pay for their school. Yeah, I he's worrying about that. But so when you mentioned, and Eric has a question, but really quick, when you mentioned as far as like the highlights, because I'm that mom that's recording everything, you know, and then I put his highlights together, and the only place I know to put it is Facebook. Um, so what avenues or where once they start back playing, you know, where would I put these highlights so people could see them? You put them on uh, Instagram. You put them on Facebook. You send tapes to uh, college uh, coaches. They, I, I don't really agree. They have these organizations where they they charge you money f- to uh, go send them out. You don't need you don't need to do that. Okay. Um, anywhere that uh, like JUCOs, you you can send uh, tapes to Juke, junior college uh, coaches because you know your skills might not be. You know, one thing about me, your 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 son, I developed a little bit later, and some people get nervous after high school. They're right away and you, you I went to JUCO and developed my skills grew some more confidence and kept going so you know that's you know people look at JUCO as a bad thing it's it's not it's not a bad thing I only know that because of experience because if I did I went straight to straight to I see some guys who went straight to high school to college to D1 college and they never leave the bench oh uh, wow uh they play. They play four years there or two years. It's critical. It's always better if you're on the court and you're playing. Yeah. And if you're sitting on the bench, you know. You're, you're, I mean, it's you may do good, but the only way to get that exposure is to be playing. Absolutely. So I'm gonna pop my collar right now. Eleventh grade. He's starting and playing the whole game. So I'll just do that. Got his skills from his mama. <laughs> 
<laughs> um, Eric said, when when did you realize you could when you realized you couldn't make it to the NBA? What kept you going? Family, money, etc. Uh, I mean, I mean, family for one, because I know uh, they we we were, I was in college, we were dead broke, dead broke, and we had to raise money from our family to go to tournaments and uh, send out tapes and do all that. And my, my family really came through for me. So, uh, but what kept me going is I seen it was possible to do it. And I, you know, I seen my teammates doing it and I, I competed against them. And I was like, nah, they can, you know, I'm on the same level, not better than these guys. And if they can go and then play, I know, mm -hmm. I know I can play. I just got to keep, you know, it's just, it's just the confidence that, you know, that you can do it. And once you have that confidence, you just, you know, you just keep going. Absolutely. Absolutely. Got to have that confidence. You got to have that support. Definitely. Or yeah, no doubt. Definitely. Definitely. Well, I don't want to hold you too long, Chris. Is there anything else that you can think of that you would like to share with us tonight? Um, also, I would just tell, you know, Everybody just be also educated too. And one thing that I, I wish I would have did, I you know you have the blinders on when you're playing. You're just so focused on the basketball next contract, basketball next contract. I would I would say, you know, to all the people in you know in any type of job really is to be proactive about you know your your finances and make sure you're in the position that you want to be in because uh, you know. Life goes by so fast, you know, and, you know, you don't want to always be always, always want to try to take one, be one step ahead. And I've done a pretty good job of that. But there's so much, you know, so much more stuff that I wish I could have did when I uh, was playing. But that's what I would encourage people to do is be proactive on their health, their finances and, uh, you know, who they surround themselves around, because all that stuff's going to uh, uh lead to you either being happy or you being you struggle you know, kicking yourself and talking about people but that's is around you you can mm -hmm. talk about your you say you're a friend but they leave around mm -hmm. talking about facts so it's just like you always want to be around people that you can say exactly what you think about them in their faces behind you know so absolutely Absolutely, absolutely. And and um Chris, I appreciate you so much for coming on and sharing this knowledge with us. Um, you know, I always say this probably on every single episode, I say episode, well, show, is that we learn from one another, you know. So we sit down, we have these conversations just because it's something that you'll share that someone may not know, something you know, I may share that the next person may not know. So we all learn from each other. So I appreciate you sharing this knowledge. Um, sharing your journey with us and, you know, allowing us to to get into Chris's world. So we definitely appreciate that. Um, is there any websites, any um, promotional materials you want to give us or anything where you want people to follow you, your organizations, your entrepreneurship that you got going on? Any any platforms that you want to share with us? Uh, you can follow me on Instagram. Uh, Lavore Warren. Uh, follow me on Instagram, LC War underscore thirteen. Um, our our organization is called Syndicate Sports International. Uh, that's where we're you know with our kids and our program that we try to help kids get to the next level if they want to use basketball as a tool. Um, and uh, that's it. And stay tuned. I, sh I should have some stuff coming up uh, in, in so platforms. 
Sounds good. Sounds good. Well, Chris, I'm gonna ask you just to stick around really briefly um, after the show. You guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Melvin says, stay safe, my brother. Good luck with everything. Um, thank y'all for tuning in. Thank y'all for asking questions and staying engaged. I really appreciate it. And as we always say on this Sip and Talk with Freeman, peace and love.